Hello, my name is Lauren Patterson, your host and guiding light to self-love. I am the author of Amazon bestseller, Freeing Your Heart for Love, and founder of a nonprofit to help people challenge with abuse and depression. The intention of this podcast show is to inspire and encourage you through my experiences and those of my guests that you can discover self-love and true happiness for yourself. My next amazing guest is Susie Schaefer. Susie is known as the book angel for Cause Publishing. Susie believes that books are the gateway to creating a movement. Her love of books goes far beyond the feel of a fabric cover or the smell of a library. Whether writing a book helps an author heal trauma or raises awareness for a global crisis, Susie honors and empowers storytellers to be part of the global conversation and create a ripple effect of social impact. Working with business owners brings her tremendous joy, particularly when an author's book shares their own personal story and creates business ascension by melding an author's mission and message. Hello, Susie. Hi, how are you? I'm doing fabulous. How are you today? I'm doing great. It's so good to hear from you. I know. I'm so happy that you are a guest on my show And you're taking the time to help with this cause that I'm doing with spreading more love and encouragement to people who uh, have mental health challenges in the world. So thank you so much for being here. It's a really worthy cause. So I'm glad that you're embarking on this. Yes. So for those listening, Susie and I, we met through my publisher, right? Susie helped me with my Amazon bestselling campaign and I did hit Amazon bestseller. And I'm still there, Susie, in a couple categories. You did. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. So I'm excited. I couldn't have done that without you because I had no idea what to do. (laughs) That's why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much. So first question I love to ask everyone, and I love the different answers when people answer this question, but why does mental health matter to you? So mental health to me, it matters because uh, there's a saying, and I always go back to this, hurt people, hurt people. And if people don't take the initiative and the responsibility really to work on their mental health, then, you know, you're not going to be whole. You're not going to be a complete person. And so how do you interact in relationships? How do you move forward with your life? How, how does your life evolve? I think mental health is, is our own personal responsibility. And regardless of what your situation is or what you've been through, if you have PTSD or past trauma or whatever that is, it's important that we we look at our lives and we heal the trauma and heal the things that make us feel broken because our mental health is really more than just mental health. It's your heart, your soul, your mind. It's all combined. Yes, that's so true. And I know that you love books. So when did you discover that you had a love for books? Well, I was actually reading before I went into kindergarten. I always had a love of books. I can remember nap time. My mom would lay us down for our nap and she would read to us uh, at nap time. And for some reason, I wanted to see not the pictures, but the words. And Mm -hmm. so there was something about the words that connected my brain. And I think this probably goes into some of my, you know, past life experience and things like that, that 
I was very in tune with books and the stories and how you can literally transcend your life and and be in a world of fantasy with fiction books and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I had a love of books really at a young age as a toddler. And so I was actually reading before I went into kindergarten and I've always been an avid reader. It's interesting because, you know, I had like 30 years of corporate America because I, you know, followed the rules and I went to school and got a degree and Mm -hmm. did the career path and everything else. And then later when I had the opportunity to learn about independent publishing, I jumped at it because I know that books are so powerful for people. And it is, it is the way that I see books as the, the gateway to creating a movement and to being able to share stories and cause a ripple effect of healing throughout the world. So how many books have you read? Do you know, like about approximately like in your lifetime? (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea. And I I should say too, I am what is considered to be a hybrid reader. So for example, if I go to the beach, I want to take a physical book with me. I want to feel the paper. I love the smell of books, all of that. If I'm reading at night, I read on my my e-reader, my Kindle, because it's Mm. easier on my eyes. Mm-hmm. But I also, if I'm really tired at the end of the day, I'll listen to audiobooks. So I read in multiple different formats. Uh, sometimes, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, I'm exhausted. My eyes are like, okay, I'm done. But I still want the the ability to read a good book, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, and kind of escape. And so, you know, reading for me, and, and it, it's interesting too, when you listen to an audiobook, for example, we have imagery that happens in our head and it's almost like a movie that plays out. So, so yeah, I mean, reading is not just one type of reading, but I I couldn't even begin to guess how many books I've consumed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's your favorite book? Do you have a favorite book? I know you have many, but what's your all-time favorite? Well, one of my all-time favorites is a book by Melody Beattie. It's called Journey to the Heart. And Mm. the thing I love about this book is because it's, Every day is a different story about her travels around mm-hmm. Southwest United States and the lessons that she gleaned from that. It's about spiritual healing. It's about mental healing. And so you can just open that book to whatever date it is. Like we're recording this on October 19th. So mm-hmm. I could go to the book, open up that day, read that chapter, the little short chapters. And there's a takeaway there. There's something to, to consider, something to give thought to. So that's one of my favorite, favorite books of all time. I love her, her quotes. I, I, I've seen a lot of her quotes. They're so positive and inspirational. Yeah. So, right. When you said Melody Beattie, I'm like, I know that name. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. I love quotes. You know, I have a hard time reading. So when I read, it doesn't stick. It, it'll, it's almost as if I, I can't see the words. I can see them. I just, they're not going in my brain. But when I listen to an audiobook, it sticks with me. So it's really interesting. I must just be a audible learner. <laughs> exactly. And it does speak to the way we learn. So for example, mm-hmm. if you understand your learning mechanism, whether it's right. auditory, visual, what is the one where you touch? I can't remember the word. So, uh, but yeah, d- depending on how you learn, that is yeah. probably going to indicate how you best will be able to read books. So obviously it's different for everybody. This is why the mm-hmm. invention of audiobooks was so fantastic. Oh, along yes. with things like podcasts and, and things like that, because it, it allows people to use different methods of reading and learning. 
Yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to be doing an audiobook for my book soon. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really, yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to narrate it myself, but you know, there's other things going on. So I got to wait. <laughs> I, I recommend that if people are telling, a, a, you know, sharing a memoir as your book, a personal journey story, or even a business book, that if you are comfortable doing it and you have experience doing narration like you do with your podcast, I recommend that they narrate themselves because it is important. The energetic resonance of your voice Mm -hmm. will help people connect with you because, you know, everything is energy. So when people hear your voice, especially now that you do a podcast and then they listen to your book on an audio book, it will very much connect them to you. If you, for example, you know, people are just, they're getting to know your voice through your podcast. And if they were to hear a different narrator on your book, it there would be a disconnect. So yeah, I totally see that. Yeah, I get that. That's right. That resonates with me. But thank you, Susie, for sharing all of that. Yeah. So you are known as the book angel. I call you my book angel as well. And how did this beautiful title come to you? Well, it came to me from some clients in Canada. We were working on their book and they said, you are just a book angel angel, because you are guiding us through this mm-hmm. whole process that we know nothing about. And so, yeah, they, they coined me that. And I said, okay, well, I'm just going to run with it. I'm going to start using it in my marketing. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is that, you know, even before I was using it in my marketing, several people started calling me that. And so I mm-hmm. thought, okay, I, there's something to it. So, and and part of that could be, just the way I approach working with people, uh, you know, every person's story is unique and it matters. And so, you know, that just holding space for people as they're sharing and mm-hmm. guiding them through the process, because when you're talking about a memoir, a personal journey, sometimes even your, you know, a business book that you're writing, it's going to have some personal elements in, in, in that. And that's a difficult thing to share those, those personal things about your life. And so by me, holding space for people, it allows them to know that it's safe to share that. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful, I mean, when I met you, I was like, wow, you you were so humble and nice and friendly. And you made like, you made it easy to understand as well, like what you were speaking of, because I had no idea how to even do an Amazon bestselling campaign. And you just made it so relatable, like when you were speaking to me. So I just love like, I love that book angel. (laughs) That's what I call you, my book angel. (laughs) Well, and and one of the things I always remind myself is that people that work with me, even if you have published a book, there's so many things about the the industry specifically that Mm. most people don't know. And so it's my job. I consider myself to be a light worker in that I am, you know, holding space for people, but also teaching them about the industry and things that they should know because you don't do your own dental work, right? right? So we go to a dentist. So, you know, I am here in this space to to help guide people through publishing their book and understanding how the industry works, how book marketing works, all those types of things, because it's not something most people would know. Mm-hmm. And there's no fault in that. It's just, it is what it is. I know I am not a bookkeeper. I have somebody who does that for me. You right. know? <laughs> I have somebody change the oil in my car. I don't do those things myself, you know? So it's important that when you're writing a book, that you have a team of people that are going to support you and put out the best book possible. Yeah. You know, you mentioned changing the oil in, in your car. I've I've always watched like 
like the girls that work on cars. I forgot what show it was, but (laughs) I've always wanted to change my own oil. I wanted to work on a classic car, but then I thought about the grease under my nails. I'm like, eh, (laughs) maybe another life. (laughs) It's funny that you say that because I used to work on cars, my, you know, my cars with my dad, we would, you know, work on cars in the garage and, and things like that. And I always found it fascinating that women took that on as a career because it was not a traditional (laughs) career for women. And it was like, yeah, power to the women. Yes. (laughs) But I was like, yeah, but that's great. But I would never want to do it for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to get a classic car, but I'm definitely not going to be working on it. I'll leave it to the experts. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Just leave it to the experts when you don't want to learn something new. (laughs) Exactly. So how do you empower people to share their stories? And I know you spoke a little bit of it, but do you have anything else you can share on that? Well, I think it's important when I'm working with, with clients that are developing their book to get them out of their headspace. Because what happens is your head will try and think about it logically and analytically. Mm-hmm. And what happens is we can easily shift that into fear, fear of sharing our stories and, and fear of, of sharing our experiences. And when you can like put the the mind aside and get into a heart space to where you're sharing from your heart. What were the emotions? What were the feelings that you were, as you were going through your life, your experiences, those types of things, it shifts everything because then that's when a story goes deep and people, they connect with it. When you're thinking linearly or in your headspace, it just comes across as usually unemotional, kind of cold, But when you really talk about the feelings and emotions and you get into your heart space, it's completely different. So helping people understand that. And that's part of the spiritual woo that I, that I work with on my, with my clients and helping them understand that it's not something to fear, that it's, it's normal and natural. And when people can get into their, the real, you know, inner being their soul and come from that space when they're sharing it's a completely different message. And so, yeah, it's, it's really, again, it's, it's, you know, having space for people and allowing them to share, but also getting them to think about it differently and come from their heart, not their head. I love that come from the heart because that's how I wrote my book. And people are noticing that, like they feel the emotion, you know, like I wanted to write it in scenes. I wanted people to be there with me and I even cried when I wrote my book, especially the fourth, the third part. But, you know, it's like you hear that after, like while writing it, I'm like, is anybody going to resonate with this story? And there are a lot of people that are resonating with it. So exactly. You know, when, when I always let authors know it's okay to have an emotional kind of breakdown because a breakdown Mm -hmm. is really a breakthrough when you're dealing, when you're writing your story. So, you know, give yourself a little bit of love yourself a little bit and say, (laughs) you know, it's okay to go through this because those breakdowns, which are breakthroughs are part of the healing process. This is why journaling and writing a book is so transformative because you're Mm -hmm. literally breaking through the blocks that you have in your life to repair and heal and mend the trauma that you've experienced. And this is powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it's so powerful. And I, you mentioned journaling. I just found in the garage, we we're cleaning it up, my journal from 2013. And <laughs> there's some sad stuff in there. I, I wish I would have found that when I was writing my book because I needed some history. But there's something in there I wrote about my husband now. 
And I met him in 2017, but I wrote about it in 2013, the type of man I wanted to meet. And he is that man. So it's like the journaling is huge and so cathartic at the same time. Yes. And and in fact, journaling is a great tool to use. In fact, I recommend that people, you know, meditate for, you know, 15, 20 minutes a day if you can, Mm -hmm. um, and then journal right afterwards. Because when you do that process, it's really your soul calling out to you and your inner being saying, okay, this is what I need to recognize. And then when you journal on it, you're setting the intention and you literally are manifesting. Now, mm-hmm. manifestations don't have a timeline because your timeline is going to be based on how how your vibration is resonating with that. So right. in 2013, you started the process of manifesting your husband. And mm-hmm. And he showed up when you were ready for him to show up. Exactly. Based on your both of your vibration. So yep. when when you understand the laws of energy and the universe and manifesting, it it really becomes powerful because as we deal with our trauma and deal with our past and we do set intentions for the future, it all has to work together. But it's part of the work that we need to do on ourselves. This is why, you know, doing these types of things, it's that is going to help you in your mental health. Yeah, exactly. Wow, thank you. I love speaking with authors and and book people because <laughs> it's just, it's so, it resonates. It helps with mental health. I, I know this because I wrote a book about my life and it for sure helped me. So I love that. If you could think of one person that inspires you, who would that be? Uh, I think that would be my mom. Um, she had a very difficult childhood growing up. She ended up having three daughters and we are all very successful in our own right. And the cool thing is that my mom always wanted to write children's books and never really did. And then she went through my own six month course, which took a group of people through sharing a a chapter, a story to create an anthology. She actually went through (laughs) two rounds of that with me. And it was great step out of her comfort zone a little bit and really embrace sharing her story. And for me, it was very powerful because it, again, it's that healing process of, of looking to your past and and understanding the things that make you who you are today. So, and the fact that, you know, she read to me as a child, you know, if she hadn't read to me as a child, I don't know if I would have had a love of books like I do. Right. And so it, it all, it's all connected. We just sometimes can't see it because there might be a, you know, several decades between, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. For sure. You know what? You just hit something right there on the head there because I don't think that I was read to as a child. That's probably part of the reason why I don't like to read books. <laughs> right. Because I, I wasn't read to as a child. I don't remember a lot as a child, but I, I definitely know I wasn't read to. So that might be part of the problem. Yeah. So so if you're a parent out there, please read to your child because it's important. Yes. <laughs> And I, and I, you know, I can, like my second husband was reading to our son, Max, he's 19 now, but he was reading to him. And when he was very, very young, like right out of the womb. So it, it, it does work when you You read to your child at a very young age. Yeah. You can even actually read to your child while you're pregnant. 
and read out loud to your child and, and they will absorb that energy and they will hear your, your message, your, what you're reading. Um, I oh, also I love that. Yeah. I, it's just like when you play music yeah. and the child is still in the womb. So, you know, they do hear that, uh, they, yes. you know, energetically they, they do hear it. But i I also encourage people, even if you have kids that are older, for example, if your kids are in, you know, elementary school, junior high, even high school, you know, we all love the idea of family game night. But what mm-hmm. if what if families had a family reading night and everybody decides on a book and you sit down and you maybe only do this for one chapter on each of these sessions, but you take turns in going around the family and letting each person either read a section or a paragraph mm-hmm. or a chapter because there's something about too reading out loud also helps with confidence. It helps with feeling secure in a safe place. And, you know, it inspires them to, to continue to read even after the, the group reading session. So when you read out loud to others, to me, it's, it's a demonstration of love. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I just, I think it's so wonderful to read to other people and have other people read to me. I love that family reading night. I love that. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You know, I, I, me and my husband, we were supposed to start reading books together and we just, we just don't do it. Both of us don't like reading books. So I think that's just comes for the love of reading books, but well, I would encourage you to even just, just try it once, just try it once, yeah, find a book yeah. that, that resonates with both of you. And then each of you take turns reading, you know, like four paragraphs or even a chapter to each other and see See what happens energetically between the two of you when you read to each other. Okay, I'm going to try that. He loves romance novels. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> and then before you know it, you know, you're you two are feeling very romantic, and you know, it's, that's, I love it. Yeah, so I'm going to try that. This is the final question, Susie, and I I love this question because it's it's really why I you know started this podcast show. But what is your show up and love inspirational message? My message is to share space for other people and allow them to share their stories because the stories are what connects us. Even if you think your story doesn't matter, it does. Mm -hmm. There's somebody out there that has a similar situation or similar story and you sharing your story is going to help somebody else. So just don't be afraid to share, find the right space and put your story out there because somebody will connect with it. Amazing. Susie, this has been so great. And how can people find you? So my website is finishthebookpublishing.com. You can also email me at Susie, S-U-S-I-E at finishthebookpublishing.com. If you have a book in you, or if you just want to chat about a book idea, I'm more than happy to spend some time with you. And, you know, Lauren, you, you know what it's like to, <laughs> to work with me and, and how mm-hmm. we can, we can go on a deep dive and, and do all kinds of fun things. So yeah. Yes. And thank yes. you so much for having me on the, on your show. I appreciate it. Yes. I would love to have you back in future seasons and check in and catch up and see what amazing things you're doing. And also Susie, just one little side note, you also write screenplays. I do. So yeah, I write and edit screenplays. So if somebody has a screenplay that's either written or if they have an idea to do a book adaptation into a screenplay or a, for example, a series, TV series, I'm happy to chat with them about that too. 
Yay! Yeah, because I'm still going to hit you up for that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> when, when budget permits. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yes. Oh, so thank yeah. you, Susie. This well, has been thank great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I encourage you to come back for more love and inspiration. If you love this podcast show, please like and leave a review. Follow me on Instagram at showupandlove to be updated on the upcoming shows. Until next time, remember to love each other and choose love every day.